0: All right. Hey, hey, welcome aboard the Sing Second Sports Podcast. I am John Schofield, your host. Uh, your co host with the most is Ward Carroll, class of 82, and our special guest with. Zests is uh bill wagner of the annapolis capital so gentlemen we'll jump right into it what a fun weekend uh we got to you know we got to hang out together a little bit here and there we got to watch the women's lacrosse team come from behind after a big second half surge by mount st mary's uh in order to win 10 to 8 at navy marine corps stadium the men's basketball team took it to american 72 to 60 on uh saturday and then again on sunday 69 to 60. Um, I'll let Wags break down, you know, the, the basic star power that is the, the power of one at American who almost single-handedly won those two games for them alone. Um, but really two great wins to, to keep the fun going for the basketball team. And then a bunch of other great results, including baseball winning 7-2, uh, Kip Simons' gymnastics team winning at William & Mary 395 to 385, and then obviously water polo. Uh, taking on a pretty tough Bucknell team and then playing and beating Iona Um, and LaSalle for that matter. So let's jump right into it. Wags, what did you see? What impressed you? I'm even leaving out women's basketball. And I understand that you just talked to Tim Taylor. So as the, as the uh, fixtures come hot and heavy, um, what did you make of the success and it was largely success over this past weekend? Well, first
1: of all, I'll start with men's lacrosse. Ward and I were there together uh, representing Sing Second Sports. I was there covering for the Capitol, of course. And uh, that was a great win by Navy men's lacrosse to start the season. Joe Amplo, I like the way he's got this team playing. He, he wants to be aggressive. They're doing a 10 man ride, which uh, makes it hard for the team, the opposing team, to clear the ball. And we saw that. Ward and I both noted about how. Mount St. Mary struggled to get the ball upfield. That was the ride. Very successful. And uh, he wants to be aggressive. He wants to push the ball from defense to offense. And Ward and I saw some of that as well. Some transition goals. In lacrosse these days, it's hard to score six on six. You need to find other ways to score. In unsettled situations, transition opportunities, those, uh, those will help you. So I like the way men's lacrosse looked. And then you all were there for women's lacrosse. I'm I missed the game, but I know Navy really gutted it out. I think Ward mentioned that Mount St. Mary's came out of the second half, scored four straight goals, took the lead, and Navy had to, it was gut check time, and Navy finished, got the job done. So great job by Cindy Timshaw and her crew. And then up there at American over the weekend. Wow. Uh, If Greg Summers doesn't get player of the week in the Patriot League, we're going to have to have uh, some sort of write in campaign or something because he played just fantastic this weekend. He was awesome. You know, American was without two of its best players, Stacey Becton and Johnny O'Neill, But, you know, doesn't matter. It's, it's 2020. And, you know, it's also weird. You know you're living in a COVID season. When you look at American's record, and they've played six games. American, with two against Navy this weekend, they're up to six for the season. So... But yeah, Navy is in total control of this. Well, they've clinched. That, that's the bottom line. Navy clinched the South Division with the weekend sweep of American. Navy is guaranteed no less than a second seed in the Patriot League tournament. Right now, it's between Navy and Colgate based off percentage points. So very, very thrilled about the Navy men's basketball team's continued surge. The best team that we've seen here in quite some time in Annapolis,
0: And let's hope it results in NCAA tournament bid, John. So, Wags, before I send it over to Ward for his commentary on Ellie Lecker and and really a a very entertaining women's lacrosse game the other day, I'll send it over to you. I tweeted a couple of things at some well-known coaches, Jay Wright, Mark Turgeon, about Jameer Harris of American. and, And I want to give credit where credit is due, taking nothing away from how so well Greg Summers played and Cam Davis led them and the joker, Richard Njoku, doing the small things here and there, just rebounding, doing the hustle plays. But I'll tell you what, if if I'm a major program out there looking for an impact grad transfer, uh, Harris is kind of the first call I'm going to make um, on that. And he's apparently got some pretty good players who are younger brothers. What was your evaluation as you watched him carve up the Navy defense and basically try to beat us on his own? Well, you got to give the kid total props, as
1: mentioned, American was shorthanded, two of their starters out. And so Harris took it upon himself to try to will the Eagles to victory. And it very, very impressive. And, you know, 30 points. I think he drained seven threes on Sunday. Um, I'm pretty sure that after you tweeted about maybe he'd be a good guy to pick up as an extra transfer, I think someone responded that he's already transferred. I think he's a division one transfer already. So I don't know what the rules are on that, whether you can transfer a second time, but I'm pretty sure he transferred down a tad from a higher, like a mid or higher major to uh, American, but yeah, the kids, kids legit. Um, here's the other thing you, I know you're a Villanova fan, John, what about
0: yeah. Navy, mayor, Amer- and
1: uh, Villanova in the opening round of the
0: NCAA tournament? I'll tell you what, I I think it's tracking that way because ordinarily you would say that Navy is like a 16 seed and they're going to get stomped by a Gonzaga. And hey, thanks a lot for playing. We'll see you. We'll see you next November. But this year, you know, we need to talk about how the latest RPI rankings came out and Navy is numero uno. Above Villanova, above Kansas, above everyone. You know that's what number one means. Uh, I'll I'll let I'll I'll make fun of myself and before Ward does it. That's what number one means. It's in front of all the rest of them. Um, so I, I I really think that they are going to be probably a 14 seed and hopefully they can just roll through the the Patriot League tournament, get that automatic bid and, and make things much less stressful on Selection Sunday. But if they do, I think they'll be like a 14, uh, maybe even a 13 because they're so damn good. And in that case, if, if Villanova's like a four seed, then, then yeah, my worlds will collide not so well. As long as Maryland and Villanova stay away from each other in the tournament, I'll be fine. But I'll tell you what, um, I, I would not be sad at all if Navy beat you know, either Maryland, Villanova, anyone in the NCAA tournament. It's just been so long since they've been there and God, I hope they get there again soon. So break, break Ward. Um, how about um, number one, Marina Lazaritas and number two, Ellie Lecker from right there in Chris Cervello's world of Ponte Vedra beach, Florida. When we were watching that women's game on Saturday, I, I just, I could not be more impressed uh, with how they played, how they stuck together. And then when they came out and got punched in the face at the beginning of the second half, they just came back and put it to bed. What were your thoughts? Well,
2: so when we did the halftime uh, hit on Twitter and Instagram, and I recommend to the listener, if you don't follow us on either of those or both of those social media destinations, you should, because you're missing these little mini reports we do at the beginning, middle and end of each game that we attend. Um, I, I commented that three goals is not a whole lot across and in fact it turns out that that was in, you know true because they came out with four unanswered. Now as WaG said, gut check ultimately won 10 to eight so that's a, that's a good win but they did take take a body blow at the outset of the second half so good work there. very impressed to second what wags very deftly articulated the coach amplo lacrosse team is a lot faster than the previous administration um, so very aggressive moves to x and the whole and as wag said it's not as easy as it used to be to go 6 on 6 and navy took advantage of that you know when they were a man up they scored and so very much liking the ball handling the clearing the ground balls the movement around the goal so i think we're in for uh definitely uh, some good times in the in this year and going forward with navy lacrosse uh and i'm nothing but impressed with, with what i've seen so far
1: hey chris and ward i think john's explanation of what number 1 meant that was similar to his explanation of what a 25 year anniversary means that it's <laughs> 25 years <laughs> since no, he, i think he said
2: that the it's the anniversary of something that happened a year ago today. Yeah. Um, so I mean, let's I sing second.
0: John, John Stating the
2: obvious is. with emphasis. That's our
0: <laughs> motto. makes it clear for all of us. I mean, thank God. It's yeah. a good thing that my attitude got me kicked out of West Point before my grades did because uh, it, it it's certainly not it, not all the wires are connected up top as as people might know. So Well,
2: you don't have to be literate to to graduate from West Point. We know that.
0: <laughs> now that's true. That, yeah. true words have never been spoken. So as we wrap this Oh, hold, before again, I forget, before oh, I forget, go ahead, this, Lord. Is the,
2: this is the greatest since we're talking about alumni stuff. Um so and this is, I'm going to sound like the old fart in the room here, but the swaying during Navy blue and gold, no bueno. Oh yeah. No I saw bueno. that.
0: I saw that. Okay, oh, So
1: David,
2: too, yes, you're, I'm old. You're so, and I'm now so officially crotchety. that guy who calls, <laughs> you know, Chet and is like, I can't believe they did that. <laughs> but that, that was, I, please stop that. Okay. Please stop that. I have enough trouble with the, the pound, the heart with the fist pump. Right. That's that's not tradition, you know. Uh, and uh, so I sound like, uh, you know, Lauren Bulbert here, like the Constitution shouldn't be changed.
0: Where are uh, your but, M16s uh, crossed behind yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Root, root um, but
2: but I I'm just my I, I just and I did a little Twitter poll. You guys may have noticed Yeah, I voted. about 77 percent of the 40 some. This is that's data significant. Um, you know, it's statistically <laughs> relevant, said no swaying. Okay, so I said
0: the same thing, i and and Chris, you're the other grad here. Like for me, yeah, I, I think I think that it's I think it's a tradition that requires the you know, the understanding of the gravity of it all. I think right. Swing, I mean, listen to the
2: words. Listen to yeah, the words, swing makes right?
0: it seem like you're like at Ohio State at halftime and they're yep. playing jump around yep. by you know by listen
2: to the words you know. of the song. It's solid exactly. So, Chris, okay, Chris, tell us
0: where we're wrong. <laughs> no, on, be
2: i Be the I nice mean, guy. Be I, Mr. I, friendly I, to the kids.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> know that I, I've ever really thought about it, Ward. I mean, I think. Um, well, maybe I, you should, yeah. mister. Maybe that's what went wrong with you. <laughs> right. I think that's what's wrong with me, right? Right. <laughs> I, you know, you had the last real plea beer, I, I, I guess. That's, yeah, and back when happy. there wasn't
0: air conditioning in Bancroft. You right. know? Yes. Uh, I'm yes. just happy they know the words, Ward.
3: You know,
0: like, <laughs> I send the old words. Right, exactly. It's oh, my own little protest. Ed,
1: edit it out. Stop. <laughs> stop, stop. Don't even you know, get I'm me. I'm okay stupid. with the new words. I'm okay with the new words. This is the era of midshipmen who are given dollies to bring their as plebes to bring their stuff. No, right. <sighs> I mean,
2: oh, come boy. on. Air-conditioned Bancroft dollies for your sea
3: uh, bag. Yeah. Hey, we no losing all the wars. We've, we better we've break said the- it. We've said it before. Just Let me finish with this. We've said it before, and the interviews back it up. Whether they use dollies or they sway to blue and gold, the talent that is there today makes Ward and I. I mean, we're, we're lucky to get into like community college as compared. Now, this to these is true. Kids. This is true.
2: So <laughs> <And> I was <laughs> meeting with the mid in an Nimitz yesterday, and every time I go there, I'm just reminded of that very fact.
0: So awesome conversation. Um, obviously, we'll we'll make sure that Ward gets his uh, wheelchair and subscription <laughs> to Wheel of Fortune uh, in perpetuity uh, from here. But in order to be fair, as we wrap up, I mentioned some of the big ones. But as last weekend uh, finished, Rifle uh, lost a very close one to NC State. Uh, women's tennis. Congratulations to them, to them for beating the, uh, the Colonials of, uh, of George Washington, five to two. Men's tennis defeated Richmond 6-1, uh, the sailing regatta, the laser frostbite, no results posted from that. So we will break down what is on the horizon after uh, we have our awesome interviews this week. And we've been saying that a bunch of sports are coming hot and heavy. One of those sports coming back, thank goodness, soccer, uh, men's and women's starting their Patriot League slate after some pretty high-vis uh, uh, non-conference games in the fall. So we're back we're ready to let the good times roll when we come back from break we'll start with coach o'donohue of the men's soccer team this is sing second sports the sing second
3: sports podcast is sponsored by mills fine wine and spirits and academy consulting thanks to both for all of their support if you're interested in sponsoring sing second sports drop us a dm at we sing second that's at we sing second on twitter Now back to the pod.
0: All right. We are back from break. Thanks for sticking with us. We're uh, we're jumping right into it. Uh, We are previewing the men's and women's soccer seasons that, you know, should have been in the fall. They got a little bit of work in in the fall, but now the Patriot League slates for both teams uh, start here in earnest, Um, you know, through the month of March at the end of February here, through the month of March and into April, kind of an unforeseen thing. And, and we're going to roll with the punches. And to start us off to talk about it is Coach O.D. from the men's uh, soccer program. Coach, number one, the last time we talked to you was a long time ago, uh, back before we thought this would last as long as it did, back before we knew the true impacts of what the virus would have on on not only your program, but sports writ large. So how have you handled it um, personally and as a, you know, a, a coach of a major program?
4: Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a challenge, um, but, you know, we've all learned to be resilient, to roll with the punches, control what you could control. And we've, we've had a big test in, in actually implementing those things. So that, that's been my MO with the team and, and on a personal level. So, you know, I think, and just being thankful to be healthy and my family's healthy. And, and I think that's, that's been my mindset.
0: So before I kick it over to WAGS, um, you, you started off the year really well. You know, you want to talk about like setting up shop in the ACC and basically breaking a bunch of China. That, that was awesome. You know, a, a, a 3-2 defeat of number three ranked Virginia in an exhibition back in late September And then going into Raleigh and beating NC State 2-1, I'm sure Karen Gabara, you know, was quick to stipulate, hey, if Tyler Gabara was on that squad, you wouldn't have won. But what did those two wins teach you about the guys that you have for this upcoming spring season? How much did that inform you about how good you would be or what you had to work on to get better?
4: Yeah, you know, truthfully, going into UVA, I mean, we really – I, you know, I, I think we have a good team and we've evolved, you know, I mean, it's my fifth year, so I don't think we could have played those teams year one, two, or, or three. And, you know, it was satisfying what we've been building, what we've been talking about, that we were able to compete with teams like that. And, you know, so I think we found out that we want to play as many games as we can with this group. I think certainly you know we don't want to be overconfident or or um you know i think uh put too much stock into it but but i think certainly you know we played very well you know this very even games i mean nc state went and beat uab yesterday 2-0 i think you know so so nc state although they lost some games in the acc it's a great program i mean really good players so that was a you know, that was a really good performance for our guys. And and I think it's gonna set up our program this spring. And I think also in the fall. I mean, I look at this as a if we get seven, eight, nine games this spring, and then you know, we're turning it around in August to play 20, 23 games. So, you know, I'm looking at for the program, we could potentially play 28 games, and I think those two games are kind of telling us a little bit about what our team can do, what we need to work on and, and, and have helped us get
1: ready. So coach, I'll jump in. The preseason Patriot League poll came out. You are picked second behind yeah. Lehigh. Uh, why don't you kind of talk about the Patriot League this year? I know Lehigh is the defending champion. Yeah. Um, David said that you lost to them in the regular season. They went on to win the tournament. Um, and I see they've got both the offensive player of the year and the midfielder of the year uh, preseason, uh, Josh Lacini is the offensive player of the year. Stevo Bednarski preseason midfielder of the year. So I'm taking it, uh, Lehigh's. You feel they are the team to beat?
4: Yeah. It's funny how the midfield of the year, Stevo Bednarski, his, his brother was my captain at Stevens. So <laughs> it's funny. I knew him when he was nine, 10 years old. So it's, uh, it's funny how soccer, how small the world is. Um, but yeah, Lehigh is good. You know, Colgate will be very good. Um, Army, you know, is, 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 is going to be good. And, you know, preseason rankings, I think are fun that, you know, they, they certainly, I think they, they kind of, you can see where people see you and where your program is. And so I think it's good for the players, but I think, you know, the proof will be, you know, in the results. So we, every game will be a battle and, you know, the Patriot league, Patriot league has very good teams and there's a lot of, teams that are very similar um a lot Loyola will be very good uh, so I'm anticipating every single game is going to be an absolute battle but I think I think we're in a, a good position to to play well and, and succeed
1: so now you have a couple of pre-season mentions in on navy as well Matt is it no cedar or no cheetah
4: yeah. No, Sita Yeah. Matt was, Matt was a preseason defensive player of the year. He was also on the Herman watch list, which is like, that's a big deal. From, yeah, it, it is. a It is a big deal. It's, it's not something um, that comes every, every day. And then right now, it, you know, not that it matter. Like I said, to kind of my staff, it doesn't really matter. Preseason rankings. We're, we're 26 in the country with a couple, but in some ways it does. Cause it, 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 if there's a list, we want to be on it, and I think that's been my mentality. And we certainly want to want to for recruiting and everything else. We want to, but now we got you know now we got to come back and play well and and you know continue the momentum and, and win games.
1: Well, can you talk a little bit about Noceda? What's he bring to the table? Why is he getting all these uh, preseason accolades?
4: Yeah, well, Matt Noceda. I mean, the first thing is you know people talk about he's six eight, so he's a legit six eight. And you know, so he's you know, you saw he scored in NC State. He had the NC State the second the second goal, the winning goal. Um, but he's a very good defender, and and I think you know he's while he's a big guy, he's he moves well. His distribution is good. He's a good leader, and he's gotten a lot better. I mean, he's 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 someone we've built the, the team around. He started every game as a freshman. And you know he's as good he's as good as you're going to see in college soccer when when he's playing to his potential because I know he might be listening to this, right? Um, so when he's playing to his potential, when he plays within himself, he is you know he's as talented as as any uh, center back in the country. I've had some good ones over the years, and he's he's got all the tools.
1: You have another preseason all pitcher league pick in Jacob Williams, a local kid from Millersville who went to Old Mill High School. He's a forward. Uh, What does Jacob bring to the table, and what are you expecting out of Jacob this season? Well,
4: you know, Jacob is a slasher. He's a goal scorer. You know, every team has to prepare for him. He's And and he's getting the same thing. Like, he's a junior now. You know, when we – he's a guy that I think when we started that 15-game winning streak, you know, he had, I think, four game-winning goals, and he got the whole thing started. So, he's – He's very dangerous, very athletic, very creative. So, you know, he's a guy that, again, when he's on his game and he's playing at his best, he's very difficult to deal with. And, you know, he's, he's again, he's a guy that I would take in my previous stops at UConn or, you know, he's as, as talented as a player as I've had at any at, at any of the teams I've coached. Um, so we're, we're looking for big things in the next eight months from him.
1: Um, who would be some of the other kind of proven stalwarts guys who have uh, shown you on the field, that they get the job done kind of returning starters could you just throw out a few names of guys that you feel like you can rely upon.
4: Yeah, well we have, I think it's the highest number we've ever had in this program. I believe, uh, is we've, we have six six returning all league players and it starts in the goal someone that were you know ian bramblett six three he was i think second team all league but he's really gotten a lot better so i'm re- we're really happy with him i mean we're very lucky to have a senior goalkeeper and knock on wood he stays healthy he's he's someone i think we've built again um you know, he helps our defense, I think was top five in 2019, which seems a, a long time ago. Tyler Collins, the center back next to Matt Nasita. You know, Matt has gotten a lot of the attention with the pre the preseason stuff, but you know, Tyler is is, you know, he's they they're a pair. And you know, peanut butter and jelly a little bit as center backs, you know, they they just they just play so well together so symbiotic and Tyler, again, he is, he's someone that, you know, is, is so essential to our team. In some ways, he's our most important player, Tyler Collins and Nico West has, you know, he, he scored the game winner against UVA. He's a senior and Nico again has developed, has gotten better, came in to his time here at Navy, my first year, athletic, raw, but he's really developed and gotten better. And, and, He's a handful up top. And Wyatt Millard um, has started every game in four years, a senior. Um, And, and again, he's been the heart and soul of our group. But we're starting two freshmen at holding midfield, which I think has changed our team how we play. Two kids from Houston Dynamo, um, David Jackson and Christian Quello, And they're from Houston. I think these two guys are going to be guys that are are a little different than any player that, that have been here since I've been here guys that can really slow the game down for us very technical and and you saw them against nc state really change the way we play from 2019 because just you know very you know very top-end guys
0: so coach Nasita and collins you know 6-8 for Nasita, collins 6-3 as your center backs you know that Reminds me of an old Nemanja Vidić, Rio Ferdinand uh, <laughs> center back combo for for a small team in the uh, in the northwestern regions of England. So right. it it's impressive. So my last question, you know, I, I know you have a little bit of a, a Barcelona pension in you. Did did they come back from four away goals? You know, against PSG, do you think do you think they advance? They have a chance there.
4: Well, uh, I think Barcelona, unfortunately. Um, this year might be a little bit difficult, but uh, I think people counting out Barcelona is premature, right? They'll be back, you know. So, I think we're in a, I'm, I'm hoping Messi will do the right thing, get give Barcelona home, hometown discount, stay, and the winning will start next year again. <laughs> as long as we don't
0: see him in that light blue Eddie Hod uh, uh, jersey <laughs> for Manchester not. City, that would be that would be awful. Well. Hey, Coach, the, the whole thing starts back up again uh, February 27th, this Saturday at 4 p.m. against Bucknell. Um, that'll be on ESPN Plus, um, and certainly if you're mids, and and I don't know, let me just ask you, like Can are they allowing – they're not allowing family or fans into the soccer games, or what's the policy on that?
4: Yeah, the, the it's 25% capacity, so I think that it's based on Anne Arundel County. Um, so. There you go. And if you, can, if you can get into the Naval Academy, I think you have to have, um, you know, the credentials to get in, which makes it um, challenging. But there are, you know, I think we, the mids can watch. I think parents can get in. So, so we're excited to have a crowd. And, and, I, and I think, you know, these games are going to have a lot of meaning to people to be able to go watch a live game. <laughs> I mean, we're all excited to get out of the house. So come on, you know, if, if you can... We'd love to have people to our couple home games this, this spring, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch sports again.
0: Absolutely. Well, I plan to be uh, one of those people on Saturday, uh, 4 p.m. against Bucknell there at Glen Warner. Uh, Coach OD, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to have you on again as we go through the month of March and get to break down what hopefully is a lot of wins on your Patriot League slate. So thank you again for joining us.
4: Thanks, John. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Chris, and, and have a great day.
0: All right, you too. That was Coach O.D., Tim O'Donohue for the uh, Navy Men's Soccer Program. We're gonna go to break really quick and when we return, we're gonna do the same thing. We're gonna break down the upcoming spring season, uh, as strange as that sounds, for the Navy Women's Soccer Program. Stick with us, this is Sing Second Sports.
3: You're listening to Sing Second Sports with John Schofield, Ward Carroll, and special guest, Bill Wagner, of the Annapolis Capitol. If you like what you hear, Hit like below and share with your classmates and friends. Let us know how we're doing. Hit us up on Twitter at We Second. That's at We Second. Now back to the pod.
0: Hey, hey, we're back. I will uh, dispense with the usual long intros, as I am a huge fan of Karen's. But let me just say, it's always a pleasure for this former Navy Women's Soccer Officer Rep to have the Navy Women's Soccer Coach Karen Gabara join the Sing Second Sports Podcast. Karen, last time we talked to you, was kind of the beginning of the pandemic as we were talking to coach OD about, um, and we were wondering what the impact would be and what the long-term impacts would be not only to recruiting, but to your schedule. So I'll ask you the same question I asked him, how has it been for you personally? And then professionally, how have you rolled with the punches in order to, to be where we are on the cusp of your spring season?
5: Yeah. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on again. Thank you, Bill and Chris, Uh, It it, there's been challenges for sure. I mean, it's been challenges for everybody. It's interesting. This has been this pandemic has been universal, so nobody's escaped it. And and it it has the same challenges uh, for different people all over the world. But in the sporting world, it's it's hard. Athletes really, you know, live and breathe to play their sport. And I think at the Naval Academy, we were fortunate that our student athletes returned to campus on time had in-person classes all fall and we actually got to train through the fall season and play some games so you know that you can't replicate those experiences and especially for for the midshipmen who do not get an extra year so you know everyone likes to say the poor seniors and and they're getting a lot taken away which is very true but they all are every single class so um, we did our best to to try to keep them happy they they you know they came really ready and great attitude, and um, I think the fall was a bit of a of a a dry run for us. So we have no glitches now because we understand how it works. We understand all the protocols. We understand what's expected of us as staff and players, and on the road at home. And now everybody knows how it works. So um, we're we're happy for this experience. We're really happy that you know the Naval Academy is allowing this opportunity, especially with. All the stress and extra work it's put on the support staff you know from trainers to doctors to sports info to equipment managers to facilities it's it's a strain on everybody and at, at the academy nobody complains everybody you know puts an extra time to get that work done and get their job done so we're fortunate and very thankful for every individual that's putting in that effort for us
0: here here to that and before wags uh, jumps in with his questions about what you're looking forward to as the season begins on Saturday with Bucknell. Let me ask you, what did you learn uh, from the home and home with Pittsburgh there in, in September and October, a very good Pittsburgh team in the ACC? And then another really tough ACC product, Virginia Tech, was your last fall game. What were you able to glean from those three matches and how did it inform you better as you now prepare for your Patriot League slate?
5: Well, I think the experience was invaluable in that you don't often drive more than an hour to a game and get off a bus and play. Um, the first time we went to Pittsburgh, we didn't plan the travel as well as we should have. Uh, and we basically got off the bus, had some minutes to change and started warming up. And we weren't mentally prepared. You know, physically we were, but mentally we weren't. And we paid the price for that. That was one of the worst first half performances we've seen from our group in a while, um, but of course they came back second half and, and, and did some good things. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had a home game, which was great against a high level opponent. It was really exciting to get, to get midshipmen and, and staff and alumni in there to watch some of that, those games, that game. And, uh, the, the game at, at, uh, Virginia tech, we learned from the first game on the road. So we planned it a little better. We got off the bus, we stretched our legs. We gave them a little extra time. And we told them, you know, this is life right now. This is life with COVID, and we don't know when this might change back. And we don't – many teams and many athletes aren't getting these opportunities right now, and we are. So you need to make the most of it. We need to get better today. And we – that was one of the better games we've had in a while against a very talented opponent. So um, we learned about our freshmen. We learned how to integrate them, how they play, what their personalities are like. And we learned about our senior leadership – and now this spring, our juniors have stepped up because, you know, in a non-COVID world, they're leading and this is their team and they've taken over and the seniors are done with their careers and and getting valuable downtime they deserve. Um, now we have to integrate both of those classes into a leadership role. So we've learned a lot of new things and it's been beneficial and I think it will be a better program for some of these lessons in the future.
1: So Karen, I'll jump in. Uh, going into the Saturday's game at Bucknell. Uh, Navy is picked as the preseason favorite to win the Patriot League. A nod to the fact that you were the defending champion. Uh, second in the preseason poll is our tribal Army, who you beat in the finals last season. Um, you put much stock in the preseason poll. And other than yourselves and Army, uh, who, who, who do you feel is, is right there and can challenge for the championship?
5: You know, it's really hard to have a preseason poll right now because a lot of teams didn't play in the fall. So, um, they also have a lot of student athletes and players and people on the roster we've never seen because they were there this fall and they didn't play. So, you know, it it was just an exercise in my opinion, and it doesn't hold a lot of water because everybody's going to have different strengths and weaknesses based on what they've been able to do since, since the fall season. So, um, you know, I, I think it's flattering and I'm excited that people voted for us. And I, I believe a lot of that had to do with being able to play games in the fall as well because we were the only team that really had games. I think Army had one. Um, so we had the ability to get on the field and, and continue to train all fall. So, um, you know, there's always a lot of parity. And, and when you have Patriot League and you have high-level competitions, everybody steps up. Um, let's put in that unknown factor of the excitement of having almost a year off from your sport without playing games. Every, everybody's gonna be so excited and happy to take the field and have their families there if, if the games are open and have people there to watch them and be able to compete. So, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. And it, it I hope that it turns into high level soccer games and the excitement calms down and the athletes really get into what they're trained to do and play some 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 good soccer. That's that's my hopes for the season.
1: Maybe also had two players that were picked uh, preseason all Patriot League, a pair of midfielders and I've spent 15 years pronouncing Nia Matalolo and spelling Nia Matalolo. I'm not even going to try with Junja Payan. Junja
0: Payan. Karen, Karen taught me that last time.
5: Almost, Stay, but not quite. Junja
0: Punyan. Punyan. Yes.
5: Junja And you should know it because she is actually our second Junja Her older sister Natalie played for our program. Oh, that's right. I remember. Oh, my, yeah. my
1: God. Right. Um, So when you have to send out the email, you just say Christina D, right?
5: Uh, TDZ is what I call her.
1: (laughs) Well, her and Victoria Tran, let's start with them in the midfield. What what do they bring to the table to all preseason, all Patriot League type players?
5: Uh, Well, huge shout out to Christina in general for being a captain in one of the most trying and challenging times in the history of our sport um, and the history of the country, Let, let's be real about it. So um, she just had a lot on her shoulders. The first time we came back in the fall and keeping everyone safe and nobody wanted to have that team that had an outbreak or brought COVID back into the school or their team got shut down. It just was a lot of pressure. And I think I, I talked to that um, that kid every single day trying to get everything down so we had all the details set and, and everything was good and making sure everyone's okay and everyone's feeling feeling okay with their mental health and there's just a lot of factors to it so um, shout out to her leadership um, and her soccer you know she learned a lot about herself in the fall because her play dropped she had so much on her shoulders and so much stress and she was trying to make sure she managed so much that she forgot the reason she was there was to enjoy herself and play high-level soccer. So that was a lesson learned in the fall and she came back over break and she's as good as she has ever been. So I'm super excited to see her play. Victoria Tran, dynamic Uh, resourceful, resilient, just does some different things for us. We don't have another player like her. Um, and her mobility is notorious. She's all over the place. you can't stop her. Um, and then we've got a lot of experience in midfield. Um, Emily Keese is another senior who's stepping up and playing the best soccer she's ever played. Molly Swiger's, um, playing as well as she has ever played, if not better. Um, so it's a super exciting senior group that's leading us. We're very, um, Experience in midfield. You add Carolyn Mang in there, and Jenna Daunt is a, a, a Virginia freshman who spent some time in there, as well as Cat Healy, who's a local Maryland uh, freshman. So um, we have a lot of experience in the midfield, and we have people stepping up now and scoring goals, which was a little bit of a difficulty for us last year. So we've changed our system a little bit. Um, we're playing high level. We're moving players around. Our defenders are looking really good. So it's super exciting to to look forward.
1: Well, you lost some. Some key players, Alex Jackson, uh, Basley McClaskey, Katie Higginson, Sidney Fortson. But you do, you return quite a number of players that received all Patriot League honors in the fall of 2019. Caitlin Johns, who's the freshman, was a rookie of the year in the Patriot League last year. She's a forward, I believe. Is that right? She's our left back. Right, left there. And then you've got uh, uh, Jenna Freeman, Avery Fries, uh, you mentioned Victoria. I mean, you've got you've got some talent coming back,
5: and we sure do. And you know, we lost some big players, but I like to say you don't replace players. Um, it's a very Dynamic sport where players are different. That's it's really hard to compare even a forward to a forward. It's hard to compare a goalkeeper to goalkeeper. So um, we don't try to replace players. We try to come up with a system that will let our players play to their strengths and sometimes minimize their weaknesses and roll with that. Um, we're very fit right now, and I think that we had a lot of time in the fall that really benefited us. So our backline is very strong. We have always prided ourselves on defending. Um, we have many defenders right now. We don't have a starting. At this point, even with a game you know days away, because our defenders are all doing very well, and we're trying to figure out who meshes the best together and and figure out how we're going to start. So there's a lot of competition, healthy competition. That's only going to make us better.
1: Well, this may sound like a dumb question, but I mean this is a very odd situation. You're playing two Patriot League seasons in the same year. Um, So on the one hand, you want to win the Patriot League this year, and I don't even know is there an NCAA tournament. Yes, there is. Okay, so you want to make that. So you want to be playing in the NCAA tournament, but I guess you can't look past this year to next year and say, hey, these seniors are about to graduate, so let's play some younger kids and get them ready for next fall.
5: And I don't know that I've ever played that way um, or accepted that role. And You know, you got to rely on the players that are there and the team that you have, and I'm also – I'm not a very nice human being. I like to win. Not now, not today, not tomorrow, but every single day. Um, it's a problem I have. You can ask my family. Um, but I like to win. And I like to do so with humility. And, um, you know, we have the players to do so. So right now, all we're looking forward to is our next game. You're only as good as your next game.
0: Perfectly said. And um, let's talk about the next game. Maybe uh, Women's Soccer returns to action Saturday, February 27th in Lewisburg, one of my least favorite bus trips ever, at 1 p.m. And then on the horizon, the very first home game back for the spring season is March 12th, which is a Friday night, Friday night lights at 7 p.m. against American on March 12th. And then I'll end by saying, circle your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, March 20th at 7 p.m. when the Army West Point Black Knights come to town uh, March 20th at 7 p.m. at Glen Warner. And I know I've put it out on social media. I've got an op-ed that hopefully is going to run in the Capitol this weekend where I'm openly imploring Dr. Jill Biden, who's a huge soccer fan, where I'm openly imploring Vice President Kamala Harris, imploring them to please attend this Army-Navy game, to please make women's Army-Navy matchups just as much of a priority as the Army-Navy game that is attended by POTA. So Karen, I'll ask you, if, if you had like 30 seconds to explain to, to Dr. Biden and Vice President Harris why this game on the 20th of March is so important, why this rivalry is so important, what would you say?
5: Well, if I was able to talk to Dr. Biden right now, John, you got to understand, I flew to Germany on Air Force Two with Dr. Biden and spent three days with her. So um, I would say we go way, way back, of course, because that's just <laughs> me. I'm sure she wouldn't. Um, and she invited me to her house at any time. So this should be an open discussion and we would love to have her. She would be the guest of honor. And this is America's game. You know, these are the most giving driven selfless individuals you ever see that play for, you know, army and Navy in all sports. And this game is the game where we play for those that came before us, those that come after us and all of those serving anywhere all over the world. So it's a wonderful event. It is exciting for anyone who, 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 can uh, attend. It is entertaining and it is a game you'll never forget. So we would love to have both of those women join this game for sure.
0: Let's make this happen. Um, You'll be hearing a lot more from me on this, hopefully in the Capitol this weekend and on social media. And then hopefully we hear a whole lot more from Karen and the ladies of Navy women's soccer as they kick off their season on February 27th at Bucknell. And please circle the home games, the home fixtures on the calendar, American on March 12th. Army on March 20th, and Lehigh on April 3rd. Karen, good luck this season. We'll be rooting for you. I hope to see you in the stands at as many games I can make it to. But thank you for coming on to Sing Second Sports.
5: Thank you so much, gentlemen. And John, I want to add, we are going to bring in extra benches because obviously we have to be COVID safe in the stands. But we're going to add some room because we want to pack our house, especially for that Army game. So uh, come see us play. We'd love to have you.
0: Hey, if you need a you know lieutenant who gets in trouble for putting his hands in his pockets and uniform on the sidelines, I can reprise that role. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, that was Karen Gaber, ladies and gentlemen. Good luck to her and the team as they embark on the spring season. We're going to head to break, and when we come back, Wags and I will take this baby out. This is Sing Second Sports.
3: The Sing Second Sports podcast is sponsored by Mills Fine Wine and Spirits. And Academy Consulting. Thanks to both for all of their support. If you're interested in sponsoring Sing Second Sports, drop us a DM at Second. That's at Second on Twitter. Now back to the pod.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, awesome conversation with both Tim O'Dea of the Men's Soccer Program and Karen Gabera of Women's Soccer. Really excited for their seasons to kick back off on Saturday. Um, also on the horizon, as we take it out, uh, Wags and I, we've got baseball again on Wednesday versus Coppin State. Uh, I hope to be there. I'll bring you some tweets from, uh, from the uh, baseball stadium there on Wednesday. It's supposed to be 55 degrees and sunny, so the fair weather fan and me will be there. Women's basketball returns to action Wednesday, February 24th at American. And then Friday is the EIWA championship for wrestling, and Wags is going to break that down. Saturday, we have Rifle, Men's Basketball Senior Day, Women's Basketball Senior Day on uh, Saturday and Sunday as they take on Loyola. And then a host of other things going on, including men's and women's lacrosse returning to action. So Wags, why don't you talk about basketball first as this is the, these are the teams that are so close to, to ending the regular seasons and hopefully embarking on a postseason run. What are you looking at?
1: Well, yeah, let's talk basketball. It's senior day is always a big deal for basketball programs. And it's uh, limited seniors for both men's and women's on Saturday. When Navy hosts Loyola, it'll be senior day for the women. And that is just two players. Sophie Katsunas, who's a starter team captain. We've had her on the show. She's a, uh, she's a great kid. Um, and then Sierra Swanda, unfortunately has, uh, had lost her senior season. She had suffered a knee injury last year, had all season surgery, and she had been hoping to rehab in time to get back this year. Um, I just talked to Tim Taylor today before we started taping, and he said there is a chance that Sierra Swanda will be able to play in her senior day game, which is exciting and thrilling and will be emotional for everyone involved. And then on Sunday, senior day for the men's basketball program, which is basically Cam Davis and the Lair twins Alec and Luke and Luke is injured out for the year and Alec is not really playing for the men's basketball program right now so um senior day is always big deal and uh we should mention we talked about men's basketball has already clinched the south division clinched at least the second seed in the Patriot League tournament women's basketball is very much in the mix to win the south division Uh, Wednesday night at American is a huge game. Uh, Navy needs to beat American and then it needs to win one of its two weekend games against Loyola. If Navy can win two of three, it will be the South Division champ and also guarantee a top three seed in the Patriot League tournament. And then last but not least, you mentioned the Eastern Intercollegiate Wrestling Association Championship meet. It'll be different this year. It's going to be one day, Friday. It's only going to be, uh, it's going to be off campus. It's not going to be on a, a, a EIWA schools campus for the first time in a hundred years or something. Um, so it's going to be different. And Navy is well positioned to be a championship team. They've got six wrestlers are either one or two seats. Uh, Cody Tribus. Who's an Elkton native uh, who went to Mount St. Joseph High School? He's a top seed at his weight class. And then there's a a slew of number two seeds for Navy, including Tanner Schedule, who is a two time EIWA champion. I'm writing about Tanner this week um, and interviewed him. And he wants to get a third EIWA title and he wants to go on to the NCAA championship meet and hopefully win an NCAA title. So, uh, good chance for Navy wrestling to win an eiwa championship as a team for the first time in a long
0: time that would be absolutely awesome and like the title was on our last pod hot and heavy between today and as we record this it's tuesday between today and next tuesday in one seven-day period, and a lot of these are happening on Saturday and Sunday, there are 29 different sporting events. And that's what happens when spring sports combine with fall sports. And this is our opportunity, as we often do, to really take our hats off and applaud the sports information staff, the support staff, the alumni hall staff, all the support staff in Ricketts Hall for, for pulling off all of this support. Um, to these athletes uh, so that they can pursue their sports. As Karen Gabera was saying, that's what they want to do. That's what these women and men want to do is they want to go out there and compete. And it takes an army, a Navy of of support staff and supporters uh, to make that happen. So we take our hats off to them. Um, I know that I plan on not only being at baseball on Wednesday uh, but hopefully checking out volleyball on Friday night if they allow people in there for the Army match uh, Friday at 5 p.m. in Alumni Hall and then Saturday for Women's Basketball Senior Day at noon and then Sunday for Men's Senior Day Basketball at 4 p.m. Um, for uh, Coach Tim O'Dea and Karen Gabera, Chris Cervello, Ward Carroll and our special guest Bill Wagner and for all of the awesome things that that Bill does, uh, not only for us and in the Annapolis Capital Gazette newspaper, I am John Schofield. Really appreciate you all joining us this week. We will see you next time on Sing Second Sports.
3: The thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own and don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association, the United States Naval Academy or any organization for that matter. Play-by-play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show, and from time to time will be part of podcast segments.